Welcome, everybody, to the Pow Wow Podcast, talking pop culture, sports, and all things entertainment. Now to your hosts, Chase Gerber and John Yachty. Thank you for that rousing introduction with your your speaker voice, Yanni. I, I, I did love that one. I'm Chase Gerber, by the way. How are you, Chase? I'm great. How are you, Yanni? I'm good. <laughs> you know, I couldn't be happier right now. This is the Pow Wow Podcast, by the way. I guess we should have introduced That's that. Right. Actually, Yanni, you already introduced that. That's right. We are your hosts for this Pow Wow Podcast, talking sports, pop culture, entertainment, you name it. And Yanni, you know, couldn't be happier with the outcome of the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. I knew as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as the final whistle blew and... All that was over with. I was like, well, we're going to have something to talk about on the Pow Wow Podcast. Something happy. Yes. Indeed. Our very Um, own Broncos fan, Chase Gerber, was a happy man last Sunday. I really was. You know, it's so satisfying to see. Because when Peyton came here, you know, he came here to win Super Bowls. And he thought he was going to do that two years ago. He's had some rough outings in the playoffs. He's gotten bounced out. And, you know, finally broken arm and everything he's able to get his title so hopefully he'll just ride off into the sunset now um as everyone expects him to there's no chance he actually comes back right yeah i've been hearing (laughs) some pretty absurd rumors that he would go to the rams for two years no the guy is just toast his arms toast he He, can't throw he's just old as dirt he can't really move around at all Mm -hmm. not that he ever could no but he's even more immobile than he used to be so i think this is the perfect way Mm -hmm. for him to end his career um and i would be very surprised if he came back yeah agreed because it would be one of those moves like where it was just for the money or i I mean i don't think he's got anything left i don't either well i mean anyone who watches that super bowl knows he made like a total of four throws that game that were good (laughs) and three of them came in the first drive (laughs) and after that, you know, he wasn't he is definitely not the reason Denver won the Super Bowl. It's their not defense, not even close. Um you'll notice late in the game after they got the turnover, they ran the ball three straight times cuz they didn't trust Peyton to throw the ball. Um and I don't I, like obviously it's got to be more than just his foot. Like yeah. it, his so arm is shot. This might lead into a just a whole separate discussion, but do you think that kind of diminishes Kind of the, the Super Bowl win or the, the ring on Peyton's record, the fact that he really didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, in my mind, it's a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that just blows my mind is he... I'm trying to think how to put this. Like, he's been better in previous years. Like, you put 2013 Peyton Manning on this year's team, and they win that game by, like, 40 points or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, he's obviously been good enough to win a Super Bowl. He just hasn't always had the team around him to do it. Yeah. So I don't think it diminishes it at all. Which is curious, because this has been one of Peyton's worst years by far, yeah. if not his worst. Oh, I think it's far. pretty safe to say that. By far. And, I mean, his, his team was just strong enough to drag him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I don't look at it in any kind of way where it kind of diminishes the second ring. I still... When I look back, I'll say, yep, Peyton had two rings. Mm -hmm. Because he was good enough, as you said, in previous years to earn 
the status or the title of two-time Super Bowl champion. Absolutely. Even if his best performances weren't this year, which they obviously weren't. Mm-hmm. He was just w- one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, arguably, this year. But at the end of the day, he didn't make too many mistakes yeah. in the Super Bowl, and that's what counted. He threw one bad interception, but his defense was there the whole way. They didn't have any hiccups. They were just brilliant. They scored some points for him. He didn't have to do all the scoring. <laughs> yeah. Very low scoring game all the way throughout. Mm-hmm. And so you've just really got to hand it to Denver's defense. And Von Miller, for sure, is the Super Bowl MVP. He Absolutely. ridiculous. And he wants to be, I believe, the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. He, Over I mean, J.J. Watt. I mean, you got to think he's kind of deserved it, right? Like, he carried, I mean, okay, let's be honest here. He had a lot of help. Um, For sure. The secondary is very good. He has DeMarcus Ware on the other side. Um, you know, it's a historically good defense, so, <clears throat> I mean, I think I'd pay J.J. Watt more money, personally. But, you know, Von Miller, I think he's probably the second most impactful defensive player in the league behind Watt. I agree. Watt's more important to his team, but that doesn't diminish how phenomenal Von Miller is. Absolutely. Um, I think he should be happy being paid second most behind J.J. Watt, Yeah, but just came off a Super Bowl where he's the MVP. He can use that for leverage, and, well, I could see him becoming the highest-paid NFL player as far as defensive players go. Agreed. And you couldn't really argue with that. He's he's arguably the best defensive player, if not top three for sure. So Mm -hmm. Broncos fans are probably just going to be happy with the Super Bowl win, and they're not really going to care if they felt that they overspent a little bit for Von Miller because he earned it. He did. He really did. And, you know, speaking of this Denver team, just the weirdest Super Bowl run of all time. Like, I I have a list of things that apply to Denver that I can't, I can't imagine applies to anyone else who has won a Super Bowl. For instance, they scored 30-plus points one time. This, this whole season. season. One time, which was against wow. your Green Bay Packers oh, at home. How about that? And Peyton didn't even throw a touchdown in that game. It was all running. So there's that. They won by seven points or less 11 times of their 15 total wins. One of those times was versus the Browns. I know. took them to overtime. I was at that game. <laughs> and... They had the worst consistent quarterback play of any team in the NFL between Manning and Osweiler. Wow. Like and that team won the tried, Super Bowl. They tried to screw up their season by switching quarterbacks up so yeah. so late, and it just didn't matter. Uh, you've got to look at the phrase or the famous saying, defense wins championships, and oh, it yeah. rings true this year. because So true. All they needed was they didn't need a spectacular offense in the least bit. They just needed an offense that could – just do not just yeah enough <laughs> they just could yeah. squeak by to do they have just the bare minimum right they need they needed an offense that could score them one touchdown a game and like eight field goals and denver <laughs> could do that um so just yeah. another just a few other tidbits worst qbr of a super bowl winning quarterback by peyton manning in that game he had less than a 10 qbr the previous he and actually that scale is out of one hundred. Out of one hundred. Yeah. Less um, than ten, you say. Less than ten. And actually I, I did find this out today. He actually has the two worst QBRs of a Super Bowl winning MVP. Because back in what was it, oh six when he won it, 
it, it was previously held by him. It was like 42 or something like that. He had 9.9 in this Super Bowl. So was that Colts defense really good too? Uh, they played well in the playoffs. They weren't good during the regular season, but they played really well in the playoffs. Mm. So there's the big factor there. Um, but he did win MVP, so take it or leave it. Uh, also, least yards in a Super Bowl by a winning team. They had less than 200. I think they had 191 or something. You've got to look at this defense and call it one of the best yeah. of all time. No, like, Seriously, what other defense? Not even hyperbole. Like, they are one of the best of all time. Right. And so, like, so a few of the, like, comparable defenses, I know a lot of people throw out the 85 Bears. Well, the 85 Bears had an offense and won, like, 45-10 to 10 or something in the Super Bowl. The Seahawks won 43-8 to 8 with their defense in the Super Bowl. Like, they, there's never been a defense with this bad of an offense to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Which this defense, you've got to say it might be better than those Seahawks defenses the past maybe, two or three years. I'd love to be able to say that. I'm sure there's people who would argue that, but I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to say I we had the best defense of all time. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Um, and then also, the, the defense was basically responsible for 75% of the points in the Super Bowl. They were responsible for both touchdowns and um, I believe two of the field goals maybe. We're off turnovers or something like that. Just yeah, the de- it's, it was and all defense. Pretty shocking. I'd say a majority of people thought that the Panthers were going to win. Vegas had the Panthers. Yeah, I thought the Panthers were going to win. We both said in previous podcasts, we were like, yeah, it's looking like the Panthers for sure. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. When they went up 10 nothing. the Broncos, I thought, oh, what if they <laughs> did this? And then nothing changed nothing. throughout the entire game. I thought, oh, what if fourth quarter Cam just turns it on and, you know, the... Broncos dominated them all game, but then the Panthers squeak by. Nope. Nope. And what did you think? Cam's getting a lot of flack. Yes, he is. For his attitude in the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl with the media. What was curious and something I think he did deserve some criticism for Mm -hmm. was this was fourth quarter. They were still in the game, and Cam fumbles. Von Miller forces the fumble, of course. Mm -hmm. And the ball is right in front of Cam. And they showed it a billion times. He doesn't jump on the ball. He right. kind of eases off. He he runs up to it and then eh, just, just steps back. Doesn't jump on the pile. Mm-hmm. In the Super Bowl. In the Super he's Bowl. He's backed up. They're within their own 20. Right. The game's over once Denver recovers. Because I think C.J. Anderson runs it right in for a touchdown. So... Mm-hmm. You saw this, correct? I did see this. You know, I've I actually haven't watched very many replays of it, so I I'm not like an expert on it. But I my general like thought was I don't know. I think he thought like one of the offensive linemen that was going for it was going to try and like tip it back to him or something or whatever. I don't know. I I don't know. It was a bizarre play. It like was. and. I don't know, he, he he was definitely, like, delayed in getting to the ground, and I don't know, I'm not sure he would have gotten it even if he tried for it. Um, he's, like, 6'5". Yeah, like, it's hard he's for so a, tall. He's a tall dude. It's tall. It's hard for tall guys to, like, get down on to the ground real quickly, so um, I'm not... I'm, I'm not judging him as much on that as much as I do for his post-game interview personally. I think that was the more negative hit to his uh, reputation, yeah. if you will. Um, I don't know. Would you agree with that, or do you think the fumble is the uh, bigger problem here? See, I, I don't have as much of a problem with all this 
this cam nonsense where he you know he leaves the press conference doesn't answer all the questions mm-hmm. and he's getting criticized for his attitude we always knew cam was a real kind of emotional guy mm-hmm. he was either real happy or some people would classify him as kind of childish or kind of bratty um so i don't really have a problem with it he just lost the Super Bowl. He's going to be pretty pissed. So yeah. I wouldn't even want to talk to the media after I lost the Super Bowl anyways. I'm mm-hmm. surprised they even all sit down and answer questions after they lose. But I really am not swayed one way or the other too much on the whole subject. Right. But what I did find curious was that play where he didn't exactly jump on the loose ball yeah. in a crucial part it was, of the game. It was strange um, because the ball was just kind of there. Yeah. And everyone was going Up for, for grabs. It. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was just a weird play. Um uh I I'd be curious to know what was going through his mind on that play. Yeah. I don't know if he was asked a question about that after the game or not. Yeah. I don't think he was. Any other thoughts on the game itself? Um, stood out. Man, uh well, for one, Peyton needs to retire cuz <laughs> I I want to drive this point home. He cannot throw the ball anymore. Yeah. He just can't, like, his arm is so weak. He, he, threw, he was throwing ducks <laughs> out there, man. He reportedly can't feel the tips of his fingers. Yeah, even in warm weather or something. Yeah. Like, it used to be just in cold weather, but now I guess it's, it's like, starting with warm weather, too. So he's that's not a sign, mobile. He can't throw. Yeah. Really, he can't do much of anything. But I will point out he had one of the most legendary post-game speeches ever with the, uh, I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight. Like, yeah. No one else could say that and Just get away with it other it. than Peyton Manning. I loved it. It was perfect. Did you see him dap up Papa John? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> As only Peyton could do. Papa comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Thanks for the endorsement. Mm-hmm. And then leaves back out where he came from. Yep, get out of here, Papa. <laughs> uh, also, John Elway's This One's for Pat, parallelism with the first time they won in 97. I thought that was awesome. Um, you probably don't think so because your Packers got beat in that Super Bowl, but I thought it was super cool as a Broncos fan. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, I, what I, I don't thought think more, What I found more interesting was Pat's wife up there trying to give a speech <laughs> has been so brutal the past. <laughs> yeah, but... The past couple times she's tried to give a speech, it's just been kind of like, oh, okay, it's been super generic. Let's get back to interviewing. She knows the players. nothing about football. Pat Bullen yeah. was always the the football guy of that family. And so. as you said, the all that plastic surgery that was yeah, quite a sight to behold. I guess it was, we could call it. It was shocking. It was shocking in the AFC Championship, and it was shocking in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was is the wow. Is that like a face? Is that a, a hol- one of those Halloween masks where you can get like? <laughs> An Obama mask, Ronald Reagan, Clinton mask. Ronald Reagan's one of the, the more famous yeah. ones. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, game wise, I don't know. Denver dominated. I'm super happy. I'm still celebrating, and it's Thursday, and this happened on Sunday. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy feeling when your team wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, agreed. Because it's like a sense of relief. It is because like you're on pins and needles the whole day. Like we've talked about before, watching it is just torture. Because you're on edge the entire time. But when you finally get to the end and your team has won, there's just this giant sense of relief. Yep, and you can, and it feels you can watch the trophy ceremony in peace. Yep. 
you order your gear yet? You order the champion not yet. Shirt I'm holding out because I have package. a feeling. I have a feeling that uh, there will be some people getting me some for my birthday, which oh, is in we go. which just about a month or so. So uh, if not, yeah, then the I'll head. be using my birthday money to go ahead and mm-hmm. uh, get my championship. Gotta gear. get the gear. Oh yeah, it's essential. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so happy, man. My team won the Super Bowl. Good for you. I, I wanted the Broncos to win because I wanted Peyton to go out on a on a high note. Yeah. And plus, had some friends around campus, including you, that were Broncos fans. Yeah. So, Cam can wait another year. Right. All the dabbing can wait another year. We'll, right. You know, we'll see them back in the Super Bowl. Definitely. But this was Peyton's last shot, and he got it done. Agreed. Uh, we'll talk about the future, as in next season of the NFL, in a yeah. little bit here after Just we get wrapped up. a little bit. With the rest of the Super Bowl, which we'll discuss the future of the Broncos. Yes, we will. But other parts of the Super Bowl, what do you think of the commercials? Yeah, let's tackle the commercials. Yeah, let's go commercials first. You know, a lot of people were criticizing the commercials, saying they weren't very good this year. I thought they were better than the past few years, personally. Really? I did. Um, The Dorito one with the baby, like, Mm -hmm. getting ready to come out, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, The... um, I think I missed the the puppy monkey, monkey baby baby or puppy monkey baby. whatever that was. Yes, that puppy I think I missed baby. that one somehow, and I'm not sure how. That one, that was weird. Stood out to me the most, probably uh-huh. just because it was so weird. But I have this weird fascination with it. Yeah, I'd have to say it's my favorite just because of how weird it is. I don't know, and it's just they created a little catchphrase that people are gonna say, and then they did. It's, I mean, it was a good commercial because people are going to see Mountain Dew in the stores now and go, oh, mm. Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey let's Baby. Let's try one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, I'm kind of on the opposite side of you. I think they were pretty underwhelming this year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like, you know, there's Super Bowl commercials where usually they're pretty extravagant and it's either a hit or a miss where it's, oh, that was pretty funny or, wow, they tried way too hard. This year seemed like kind of, like a step back from even that where they just seemed to me like normal commercials. Hmm. Like just during a normal football game. Like right. there didn't seem like there was anything spectacular. Uh, what kind of set the tone for that was the first commercial, which is usually some like pretty funny one or pretty absurd where it it's just like, yep, bad. that was a Super Bowl commercial. This year, that wasn't the case. It was just a pretty... It was like an insurance commercial or something, right? I thought it was a Michelob Ultra commercial. Was it? It mm. seemed pretty underwhelming where it was just a bunch of people gasping for air while they were breathing. Oh, yeah, yeah, While they yeah, were yeah, working yeah. out. Going, now I remember. <sighs> <sighs> and then at the end, they open a beer bottle and it makes a similar sound where it was like... <sighs> and then they're like, oh, for those who work hard. Yeah. It's, the beer is just like you. Right. It's made for you. So... That kind of set the tone where I was like, oh, well, that was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. And then nothing else really stood out to me other than Puppy Monkey Baby. I will say the one I, I did find hilarious was the one where it's a it's a bunch of dogs in, like, hot dog outfits running for the oh, Heinz yeah. ketchup. I thought that was pretty good. I had seen that one before the Super Bowl. But oh, I think had that, you? Yeah, if they <laughs> debuted that during the Super Bowl, that would have been... One of the best. Right. See, and there's one of the big problems now. A lot of the commercials in the Super Bowl, they're you're like able to see them online before the Super Bowl. So it yeah. takes away like the exactly it takes the, the specialness of it. of it. You know, um, I there were the uh, the few commercials that were super dark. Uh, I forget which one it was. There was like an old lady drinking a beer, and she like 
criticizes anyone who would drink and drive. Oh, that's right. There were a few of Helen those Mirren, type of commercials. Famous yeah. actress. Yes. I thought that one was it was pretty cool. I thought it was like kind of powerful, yeah. if you will, but it was definitely dark. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's always one or two really dark ones. It was kind of a slap in the face to say, hey, don't drink and drive. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, commercial-wise, uh, you know, I thought Doritos... I don't remember any specifics, but I remember laughing at Doritos, whatever their second commercial was. Uh, Doritos always seems to have the funny commercials when it comes yeah. to the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the commercials. Let's get to the halftime show, because I thought the halftime show was awesome, personally. I did, too. It was Coldplay at the beginning. I thought maybe a little too much Coldplay at the beginning, but once Beyonce and Bruno came in, it was fantastic. I loved it. I totally agree with you. Um, my initial reaction was, usually it seems like the halftime show is either at nighttime or it's inside a dome, so it's dark. But this is the first one I out. remember where it was just like daytime. Yeah. And at first I was like, that's kind of weird. But, because I, I just think they look cooler at night. Mm-hmm. Usually with the they lights do. or whatever they're trying to do. But, yeah, I totally agree with you where it was okay up until Beyonce and Bruno came in shook things up, made it a little more interesting. And I think that was kind of the consensus I got from reading Twitter and Mm -hmm. just what people were saying, that that's the part they enjoyed more. Um, I don't know about you, but I thought Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay, he sounded a bit rough. He did. During the Coldplay segment. Like he hadn't warmed up, like brushing the rust off. Almost like he was out of breath already. Like he just... And I think they almost played too much of the song sometime, where it was like, okay, this is kind of slow. There's not much going on. You don't sound very good. So, as we said, though, once once Beyonce came in and once Bruno came in, what blew me away was just their dancing. Yes, their, the that was the best part by far. was insane. Beyonce was great. Bruno, even more so, for me, stole the show with his dance moves. I was super impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And when they went back and forth, and it was almost like kind of a dance-off. Yeah. And then they got together with Coldplay, and they did the montage of the yeah, previous Super Yeah, that was Bowls. very cool. It all it all ended very nicely for me. If, if we split it into two halves, second half fantastic was fantastic for me. First half was okay. Could have been worse, but true. Just eh, right in the middle. But I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, Beyonce and Bruno together. The the impressive thing is that Beyonce, all the dance moves she pulled off in her like stiletto high heels, yeah, was incredible. She almost fell. I did see that. Um, she but she recovered and she did then recover. was right back on beat with the with the music. Yeah, very very uh, very good halftime yeah. show. She's a superstar, as we know. Uh, Bruno making a little little guest appearance once again. That's kind of shocking because he just did it mm-hmm. a couple years ago. So, I don't know. Maybe this is a trend. Maybe we'll have Bruno every other year. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we do a way too early for Super Bowl halftime pick? Who's going to do this halftime show next year? Next year? Okay. Not to brag or anything. Yes. But I did call it when Katy Perry did it. Ooh. I I said the year after Bruno finished up, I said, Katy Perry next year, book it. Uh-huh. So let's see if I can look inside my crystal ball again. Yes. And and predict the winner. Let's see. So mm. main act, 
Let's say we we've seen it alternate a little bit. It yeah. went Beyonce female, Bruno male, uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry female. Cole Coldplay. plays the main. So male. it's gonna be a female. And something that I think is very possible is Taylor Swift. Oh, is is this her year? Is it finally gonna happen? Coming off of arguably her most successful album yet, and mm-hmm. it's it's pop. I don't think if she was country, they'd have her <laughs> on the halftime not. show. Definitely not. Um, but I think she's got enough of a catalog of music now or, you know, a body of work that she could tap into and have enough. I mean, she's always made hits, but she's got a lot of mainstream hits that she could please the crowd with. And then she'd of course have some kind of special guest. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, especially going along with the trend of the fact they've been going with younger artists lately. Mm-hmm. How about you? What what do you think would be possible? Uh, I think Taylor Swift would be the favorite, but then again, I thought she'd be the favorite like the last two years. Um, I I think it'd be interesting if they did do Taylor Swift, and like I'm sure you've heard about how her concerts this past year have been like life changing experiences from people because she always has these like random oh, guests I mean, show up. Indeed, I was actually there. Yeah, were you? Who showed up yeah. at yours? Uh, mine was kind of a letdown. Oh, was it? Was it was the lead singer of Echo Smith. Oh, that's... Uh, that's... That's kind of a buzzkill. you know, the song, I wish that I could be like the cool kids. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was... Yeah. She, like, she played it up. Of course she had to. She was oh, like, yeah. if you guys all cheer really loud, <laughs> I've got a surprise for you later. Oh, and we were boy. like, ooh. And then... Nope. We were waiting for it. A, a great option, because I saw the show in Columbus, would have been 21 Pilots, because they're from Columbus. Yeah. <clears throat> but they had a show the same night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where Ohio State plays, they had a show. And so that wasn't possible. And then we thought, well, maybe it'll be Rascal Flats. Ooh. Go back to her country roots. Rascal Flats is also from Columbus. Uh-huh. It wasn't them. And then she says... Blah, blah, blah. See, I forget her name. The lead singer Echo Smith. And then we were like, oh. What down? But, I mean, the Taylor part of the show was great. Yeah, I'm sure it was. So, So, going back to what I was saying, though, like, so she has all these random guests. What if she does the Super Bowl halftime show and just all these random artists, like, show up with her, much like this, uh, her, her tour. Just all these different guests show up at the halftime. I feel like there's not enough time for it to happen, but if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be with Taylor, right? I would love to see that, and even more so, I'd love for it to be a surprise. Right. Because it was nice knowing that we'd get some Beyonce and Bruno this year, but imagine if it was a surprise that Beyonce was there. Yeah. People think, oh, it's just Coldplay, okay. And then all of a sudden the camera goes down, oh my goodness, it's Beyonce. Yeah. So... I would love if they made it more of a surprise, but I think that's pretty hard. Nowadays. It's a hard-kept secret. Yeah. People are going to find out somehow. It's going to get out somehow. Right. But I was actually watching previous Super Bowl halftime shows, and there's been halftime shows where they only have one or two people. But then there's been other ones where there's, like, five or six. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I watched one that was... I don't know if this is right, but it had, like, Nelly, Diddy, Kid Rock, like, <laughs> someone else, like, four to five people mm-hmm. all together. In sync, maybe. That sounds right. And so In sync made a cameo at a, yeah. at a Super Bowl halftime show. So I'd love to see Taylor with two or three other artists. Mm-hmm. I love That's one of my favorite things about it, is seeing these artists that would 
otherwise never perform together, mm-hmm. be together performing on the stage in the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, agreed. So that's a big part that I like about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So yeah. So you're saying Taylor Swift? I think I have to agree. That would probably be my pick. Also, um, T Swizzle, Super Bowl Fifty One now. You think they'll keep numerals. going with the Roman numerals? Yes, they will. I, I do believe they announced they were changing to 50 just for Super Bowl 50 instead of just Super Bowl L. Yeah, that would have looked But now we're going so to Super garbage. Bowl L-I. Lie. Lie. Yeah, the Roman numerals look really cool up until around... Up until L. <laughs> 50. No, I think they'll I look cool I liked it when again, all the though. X's were in there. It was like Super Bowl X. But X. eventually we're going to get like LXXXVII or something like that. Jeez. It's just going to be a mouthful. <laughs> That'll be a great day. Now, anyways, let's get to, uh, let's look ahead to next season NFL-wise. Um, we can start with future of the Broncos. Peyton's not going to be back next year. I'm so is it young Brocky taking the helm? I think it's Brock. I think they're like Brock... Take over. Because when you think about it, Denver's offense was the best this year with Brock at quarterback. Yeah, and it they was will the be best. contenders next year because yeah. Brock will be better. And, of course, will most of the parts of the defense stay intact? Yeah, uh, I believe the only player who is – the only like main player who is in question would be Von Miller because he's a free agent. Other than that, Demarcus Ware is locked up. Harrison Talibar in the secondary, T.J. Ward is, Darian Stewart is. Um, so I think, I think they're good. The defense is intact. Force. Yeah. So the Broncos very well could repeat. We could <laughs> see a rematch. Dude, I don't know. If you're saying the offense was better with Brock. I think wallet. it was. And so if the defense is back in its, in its full form, Oof. why not? Why not? I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me You're to doubting. say because it just seems like Denver's defense got hot, even though they are historically good. They still kind of got hot yeah. and into a zone in the playoffs, and it was kind of like, you know, and there was the factor that let's win one for Peyton so he can ride off because everyone knows it's probably his last ride at one of these. So I, I don't know. I mean, if they play at the same level they did this year, I, I'd say absolutely they can repeat next year, but I don't know. And you're right. It is all about who's hot to, to a certain extent when it gets to the playoffs. Yeah. We've seen that with teams like Several the Ravens and, mm-hmm. and such. So, but, so who else is going to be good? Obviously, you'd have to imagine the Panthers would be back. Yeah, Panthers will be back. You know, I don't think, I don't think next year is going to be their Super Bowl year. Like, I don't think they're going to get back next year. What's that? It just it has this vibe because it was this dream season and everything was going right for them, and then it just kind of crumbled. I feel like they're gonna like they're gonna take a step back before they can take that final step. You think forward. people will figure out the Panthers a little bit? I think so. I I mean you just got to get you got to get to the quarterback, um, and obviously that that's a lot easier said than done, but. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Seahawks are going to come back with a vengeance next year. Yeah, unfortunately. In the NFC. What about your Packers? What are what are they looking like for 2016? Well, I've got high hopes. I think gonna Jordan, Jordy Jordan Nelson's going to be back. Hopefully the offense will be back to its old form where that was the strength of the team. Maybe and Eddie Lacy looked pretty good yeah, this past it did. year. So, And as you said, Eddie Lacy... Uh, 
The I was Packers just... reportedly want him to lose 30 pounds. <laughs> I was going to say, is he going a on a boy. diet? <laughs> yeah, he needs to go on some kind of diet or some fast. Yeah, some something. Give up food for Lent. he stretches out his jersey, <laughs> for sure. We Let's just say that. He rolls down the field. Yeah, he does. <clears throat> but I think it'll be your typical contenders. It'll be Seahawks, Packers, Patriots, Panthers, yeah. Panthers Steelers. Their Steelers could be hard. really good next year. If they stay healthy, which they haven't uh, the last few years or so. But Right now... I guess we're kind of stating the obvious. Let's try and go out on a limb say okay. who is going to be the surprise team. So let's just say a team that didn't make the playoffs mm. this year. That the could Cleveland be Cleveland Browns. No, I'm kidding. Eh. They're going to be terrible. That, that's a loser right there. Uh, let me think real quick. Uh, trying to think of teams who are just right on the cusp of the playoffs but didn't quite get in. Um... Let's see here. So, um, the Jets were 10-6 and six last year. They had a good defense. I feel like the Colts could, could come back and be a lot better this year because they had a down year. Luck was hurt. They played Matt Hasselbeck like half the year. Um, in the NFC, if the Rams could just get a good quarterback, they could be a threat. Their defense has been... Relatively solid for years. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it just seems like their their offense just hasn't stacked up. They got Todd Gurley, um, and that's about it. What about the Vikings? Can they repeat this eleven and five season? I don't know. All I know is they're getting a pretty nice new stadium. Next they year, are. So we'll they don't have to play that. in like negative five degree weather. Um, yeah. There's a lot of these teams with real good defenses. Yeah, with quarterbacks where you just don't know if they can get it done. For the long run. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the Vikings. Vikings. Great defense. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, though. Eh. Yeah. Maybe. Very Same eh. with the Bengals. We've got great defense. They've had it for years. And Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton slash A.J. McCarron. Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then you look at teams like the Chiefs. Great defense. Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, He's actually, like... on the cusp. Same Alex... with the Cardinals. I mean, Carson Palmer's good, yeah. but... We saw how he did versus the Panthers. Yeah, he became Carson Palmer again once he played a team that was, you know, above par. Uh, what about... here? Here's a question. What about the Cowboys next year? They'll have Romo back. They'll have Des Bryant back. Can they, make, can they be a title threat next year? I think that's a good pick. Good pick. A good pick for a surprise team. Next yeah. Because, surprise. Yeah. Just not having Romo screwed over their whole season. Right. Here's another one that I'll throw out there: the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I think I they could. I think they could be really good next year. I agree. Which, which unfortunately stacks Denver's division because Kansas City is also going to be really good next year. Um. So yeah, uh, I would say Raiders and Cowboys would be my picks for uh AFC and NFC if I had to pick a surprise team. I will co-sign with you on that. Co-sign. All right, we are in agreement. Awesome. Uh okay, well, I guess that wraps up all the football talk we could possibly have uh until next season when uh football starts up again. Okay, so music news. All right. So let's, yeah, let's hear what you got. Since we had our last podcast We've had some albums drop, and I'm just going to give you my short thoughts on them. Okay. Not going to 
not going to too much depth on any of them, but so this past Friday, we had two albums drop. I believe it was this past Friday. Mm-hmm. We had new future, which have you heard of future chase rapper? <laughs> Probably not. I'm not up to date with yeah. anything past about 2012. Here's the thing with future. I, like none of my friends are super into him. Yeah. I'm not super into him, but he is very, 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 very popular right now. Is he? And I, for the I've life never of me, heard of him. can't figure out why. What's his He's, music like? It is full-on trap music. Oh. And so trap is, mm, there it is, as you know, kind of this type of rap where it's it's kind of a very constant beat. And Future, this guy who is, as I said, very, 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 very popular right now, Yeah, just has been doing extremely well the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's had a very critically acclaimed album called Dirty Sprite 2. Oh, what? <laughs> Which refers to <laughs> Cody. Dirty Sprite 1? It must have been. There like must have been somewhere, right? But yeah, what an interesting title for an, an album, huh? Yeah, Dirty very Sprite interesting. Too. So yeah, basically, long story short, because I don't ever want to talk about Future for more than I have to. Yeah. This guy's extremely popular. And so just based off of curiosity, because I just had to hear it to see how it was, I listened to his new album, which is called... Evil. evil. Not evil. Evil With spelled an O? E-V-O-L, Ooh. which is love backwards. I don't know mm, if that means anything. I wonder. Um, Some hidden agendas here. So, basically, people eat it up. People hype it up. People loved it. Right. Me? Meh. Meh. Pretty and meh. And that's, that's how I am with all his stuff. Uh-huh. It's just, he's very bad lyrically. He just mumbles over these constant beats. And... I don't know. People eat it up, and for the life of me, I can't understand why it's popular. But just one of those things. Yeah, there's a couple all right songs on it. Basically, I guess we can do some kind of rating system. I would give it. So out of like five stars, would what would you give it? I would give it one point five stars <laughs> out of five. I think you know. I think it's because we're getting old, Yanni. The, the music we used to like, and that was hip when we look, were in look, high look, school. Look, look. Here's the thing, though. It's not even about the sound, necessarily. Because mm-hmm. if he had better lyrics, maybe I could get behind the sound more. But he's just... He's not saying So anything. his beats are dope. And they can. <laughs> but then again, I'm more of a kind of guy... You know, I like Kanye. I like yeah. Drake. I want a chorus. I want it to be more melodic. Mm-hmm. I want some... I want... A song. I yeah. don't want just a constant beat where Mumbling people can the whole dance time. to it. Yeah. So I think that's part of the appeal is, oh, who cares what he's saying? This is just a nice beat. I can dance to it mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, when people are drinking dirty Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> dirty so, Sprite. I don't get it. So, yeah, kind of on the same lane as that, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Dropped a new album eh. on the same day. Okay. I listened not to it. Not as bad, probably. A little better? Or are you not a Wiz Khalifa guy worse. at all? No, worse? I, <laughs> oh, no, worse! Maybe, maybe even worse. Oh, no! So, as you asked, I, I actually am a pretty big Wiz Khalifa fan as uh-huh. far as his older stuff goes. Yeah. It's very nostalgic for me. I listened to a lot of it in high school. Yeah. Back when I thought it was pretty darn good. He had a lot more... 
quality product in my Agreed, opinion. Yeah. And so this latest album, I've been reading some critics' reviews. They kind of agree it's a weaker album. Mm-hmm. I'll give that one a one point five or one point five out of five. Also, okay, it seems so very harsh, but it was mm. just really that bad. <laughs> it was. It Wiz is very by his own book, and it's yeah. a very short book, <laughs> and that book has two words in it, and it's money and weed, <laughs> and he talks about that. What and, else do you need? And and I know that's a lot of what rap is, but Wiz doesn't even think of creative ways to talk about these yeah, kind like, of things. He just, every song he says, in one way or another, I light up my weed, I smoke my weed, yeah. I smoke with my friends. Yeah. It's it. not, there's not even any kind of creative attempt. Right. Um, and see, that was the thing that Kid Cudi did, because he was much of the same stuff, but he did it, I feel like he did it in a much more creative yeah. way than Wiz Khalifa did. Yeah. And it's not even all the time about criticizing the content, because I recognize as a fan of rap that that is a lot of what yeah, we talk about. lots That's, of weed and money. It's about it, weed, money, girls, and fame. But if you're going to do that, just rap about it in a kind of new way, a creative way. Mm-hmm. Like, keep us on our toes. Keep us listening. Don't, it, like, it was just, I'll put it this way, it was it seemed very lazy. Ooh. Like, there wasn't much effort. You don't want it. lazy. No. Lazy is not what we're looking for. Now, to get to a positive note. Yes. I was finally able, as I ranted about last week, to listen to the Rihanna album. Oh. And I'm a big fan it's of this time. album. about time. Yes, I'm a fan of this album. Which makes it even more weird. It only sold 460 <laughs> copies in its in the first, first week. week. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I was on Apple Music one day and I saw. Oh wow, it's it's on here now. It just popped up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and so I gave it a listen. I've listened to it a lot since then, and I'm a big fan. Awesome to hear. Yeah, I I'm thinking of these ratings on the spot. I don't know. Let's give it a 3.5 3 out half. of 5. So about a So if we made it, let's just make it on a scale of 10. So it'd be like a 7 out yeah. of 10. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. And I like so, the 10. 10 is better than 5. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. So 7 out we'll, of 10. We'll do that from here on out. Yeah, 7 out of 10. But yeah, it was there it, it's a little bit different from previous Rihanna albums because in previous Rihanna albums, it would be, you know, oh yeah, that'll be a hit. Yep, that'll be a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot more, it seemed like, dance club hits, as we all heard growing up. Rihanna was always on the radio. Oh, yeah. And this album, I've been reading, it's it's being hailed as more of a complete album, is kind of the language that's being used. Okay. It's not even a compilation of songs where one or two stands out as like, oh, yeah, those are the radio hits. Mm-hmm. It's more of a complete body of work, is what I'm hearing. And I kind of agree with that. So... Out of these three albums I've mentioned, if there's any one of the three to check out, check out Rihanna's <laughs> album called Anti. Not or Anti. Future and no. not Wiz Khalifa. Bad. Yeah, I mean, you can check it out. If you want to. It'll just be bad. <laughs> but, yeah, if you want something that's nice to listen to, All something that is enjoyable, yeah. I will suggest Rihanna this week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's talk about real quick. Kanye finally seems to have a title for his new album, <coughs> "Life of Pablo." Where did this come from? Is the secret title, as he as he called it? Is he like speaking to like a dead Pablo Escobar, or like who could he be talking about? I've heard he's talking about 
Pablo Escobar, the drug lord. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like and, that's that's the only Pablo I could think of. And also Pablo Picasso, which he has. Okay, Kanye has got this kind of habit where he uh, compares himself to other trailblazers in their respective <laughs> field. So he's called himself a young Walt Disney, and he's called himself, you know, the next Steve Jobs. Uh-huh. And he's called himself the next Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Okay. So the life so. of Pablo. I think it's weird. <laughs> That's but very because strange. it's weird, it'll kind of become classic. Yeah. In a way. But in my opinion, I think his previous three album title options were a lot cooler. Yeah. But that's just me. Life of Pablo the will life have of, to do. The life of Pablo. Well, I don't think there's any changing it at this point. Yeah. And today actually, we'll we'll give a little bit more of an in-depth review next week. Yes. But he did release his album today, in a way, so far. We're Via recording this stream. around 7.45, and so it is yet to be on streaming services or iTunes, but he live-streamed this fashion show of sorts. It was which, very weird. Yeah. I tuned in for about 10 minutes. It was very strange. So, yeah, it was from Madison Square Garden, as we know is where the Knicks play in New York. Mm-hmm. It sold out in 10 minutes, this show. And wow. what it was, and see, this is what Kanye's doing here. He's mixing his fashion stuff mm-hmm. with his music stuff. And so what he did was he had this huge tarp over the floor of Madison Square Garden. You, you didn't know it was underneath it. Mm-hmm. And people filed in, and then the show started, and the tarp came off, and what was revealed was, like, hundreds of models sporting his new... Yeezy Season 3, as he calls it, clothing line. Mm-hmm. Full of absurd clothing that no you'd one never would wear. ever wear. Which, I mean, people are like, oh, we'd never wear that. And then I think, well, you know, normal fashion shows, when you see people walking down runways, would you wear half of that anyways? That is very, that's a you very good point. You see a lot of strange point. stuff. Yeah. So, but then again, it's Kanye, so people will try and find it and buy it and wear it. Yeah. Even though it's super expensive. I just remember seeing there were several women up there that were wearing, like, full-body, like, spandex suits. It was very weird. Like, I can't imagine someone who would wear that on a normal basis. I didn't know it was a fashion show. Like, all I saw was all these people just standing completely still, and some of them moved around and everything. And I'm like, are they, like, supposed to be dancing? or? Now, for about an hour, they stood still as the album played in the background. And so Kanye was there with a bunch of other celebrities and rappers, and Mm -hmm. he played the album for the audience, and he was dancing up there. From what I heard, I like it, but I'll give it a little bit of time to marinate, and then we can talk about it next week. Yeah, I'll definitely have given it a listen by then, and uh, we can go more in depth. Oh, and this week in Kanye tweets... Yes, let's Uh, hear Kanye tweets. I love hearing these. The most infamous one of the week has to have been, in all caps, Bill Cosby Innocent! (laughs) With 15 or so exclamation points. Oh, Kanye. I I love... This is one of the segments we have to do every week, Kanye tweets. Hopefully he keeps it up. Yes, hopefully so. Hopefully it wasn't just promotion for his album, which it probably was. Probably was. (laughs) Probably just wanted to get people's attention, like, hey... Over here. Everyone look. <laughs> Bill Cosby. How how is that promotion for his album though? Bill Bill Cosby <laughs> Innocent. Does one of his songs tackle this issue? Doubt uh, it. 
Maybe there was a weird there was a there was a shout out to Bill Cosby on one song that he released in the past year that isn't on the album. Hmm. But uh, I think it had something to do with. Does anyone feel bad for Bill Cosby? Was the line? Um. And probably so, not. I'm I not keeping Kanye, up with it. I think Kanye feels bad for Bill he Cosby. He probably apparently. does. So, yeah, that's the Kanye tweet of the week. Kanye tweet of the week. I love it. Bill Cosby, innocent. <laughs> I can just hear Kanye saying that in his, Screaming it. In his voice. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That really is good. So, Chase, uh, moving on to movies. Yes, movie week. Tell me, you saw one of the movies that's up for Best Picture yes. called Spotlight. Spotlight. So tell us a little bit about that. All right, that. so Spotlight. It is this, it's a film, it's set in Boston. Uh, oh, it's a film. It is a film. Wow. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a film uh, set in Boston about 2001, I believe. Um, it's about this group of reporters at the Boston Herald and they're called the spotlight crew. It's this group of four reporters and they're, they're basically investigative journalists and they dig into like conspiracies or suspicious things going on in the government. And then they investigate it. They find out all these facts and they eventually make a story. A story might take them like a year to, to actually get completed and printed out. So it's about the um, the scandal about the Catholic priests who um, molested children. I um, had no idea that's what this movie y- was about. Yes, that is what it's about. It's about the uncovering of that. Um, so I, it's been about a month since I watched it, but it was a really good movie. Um, Mark Ruffalo, is, I believe, would be the main star. Michael Keaton's in it. Rachel McAdams is in it. Um, so it's a great cast. Um, but yeah, so they, they get kind of this tip off about, uh, this scandal that's happening with all these young children being molested by these Catholic priests. And so they, they start digging deeper and they start finding stuff. And I really liked it because it wasn't so much like about them trying to find enough to publish a story and out them about it, but their goal in making this story was finding enough to connect, um, all every single case that they could find and connecting it to the, the head cardinal guy in Boston or whatever to make sure that they, they couldn't pass it off as like just this priest was doing it or anything like that. Like they needed proof that this guy knew it was happening to all these children and, and you know, all these other things. Um, and that's that's like the main conflict. So like they're finding stuff throughout the film. It was a really good film. I, so it kept your interest. It definitely did. Um, I was I was kind of surprised. It's actually a PG thirteen rated movie. Um, just looking at like the commercials, I would have thought it was rated R because like yeah. newspaper they they'll throw f bombs and that sort of thing. It was actually PG thirteen. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was a really good movie. I can see why it's up for uh, best picture. I don't think it'll win, um, but it was it was a really good movie, a really good watch. I'd recommend it to anyone. Wow. So. See, I hadn't even seen commercials for this movie. I hadn't seen movie posters. Really? Yeah. It which was is kind of strange, like, and that's why I, I had no idea what it was even about. I uh-huh. didn't know it was about Catholic priests and that whole yeah. deal. So, wow. Yeah, a um, uh, very good one. And the, the nice thing, too, is, like, obviously they're, de- they're dealing with these older men who... Um, have molested young children. It like it was PG thirteen. There's no graphic 
or even depiction of, of any of it yeah, actually happening. Good, we, we don't get any live look Yeah, no, nothing, nothing like that. So you're completely safe on that front. Um, yeah, but fantastic movie um, based on a true story. And yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to have watched it. I'd recommend it to anyone who, uh, who wants to watch a good film. So well, there's Spotlight. Um, we want to stick with the ratings type of game. The ratings. You, you, you want to? Oh them? yes, uh, ratings. I would give it like a seven point seven five, maybe. Not. Oh, now we're splitting up the now ratings. Splitting up. A lot. Okay, I'll go seven point five. <laughs> I'll go seven point five. I'd recommend it. I'd say you watch it. I, it wasn't like out of this world good, but it was mm-hmm. a solid movie, and I'd see it again. All right. It was Fair a really enough. good movie. Yeah. I know a movie we were talking about that we both want to see really bad. Yes. Is this new superhero movie coming out called Deadpool. Deadpool. I cannot wait for this movie, Yanni. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah. I've heard great things about it, too. I just, there's this guy I like to listen to, um, or rather watch his YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Chris Stuckman. I suggest him to anyone that is into movies and wants to hear entertaining movie reviews. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. And he's always, I mean, he's well-spoken. He's got a lot of great things to say about these movies. But he gave it an A+. Highest honor. He said, like, and he explains, this doesn't mean it's one of the best movies of all time. He's Uh just saying that for what it was supposed to be, it was that and more. Like, it exceeded expectations. Right. It was everything that it needed to be. Uh And so what that is would be kind of a comical superhero movie yeah which is so different than what we're getting a lot of these days we're getting so much drama and darkness yeah haven't you noticed that it's just the attempt is always to make the darkest superhero movie possible yeah agreed i i remember watching the trailer that came out on christmas day and it was a red band trailer because this movie is rated r which is interesting in itself because there's not many superhero movies rated r exactly the only one i can think of would, would be like watchmen which is is kind of a weird superhero movie. Have you ever seen Watchmen? I have not. Yeah, uh, don't see it. It's not worth your time. <laughs> it was terribly done. Uh, maybe read the graphic novel. But anyways, um, Ryan Reynolds is the perfect Deadpool for the character that they seem to be portraying. I I can't wait to see it. There's going to be lots yeah. of blood and gore and jokes and yeah. cursing. And I, I, and I love movies where the main character will look at the camera and talk to you. Yes. As we call it. In theater, theater, breaking the fourth wall. Thanks for enlightening us, Yanni. <laughs> oh, no problem. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, I love. I do like when that happens. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of that. It's just funny. Yes. Apparently, it's I just I can't wait comedy. for it. This guy is apparently pretty vulgar and hilarious, and so it's a new spin on a superhero movie, and I really can't wait to see it. Yeah. Agreed. I I am very excited to see it. On the other hand, another trailer came out today, Batman vs. Superman 1. Um, I I haven't really talked to you about this movie in particular. I gotta tell you, I'm very scared that it's gonna just be terrible. I have been for a while. I was really hopeful after the first, like, full-length trailer came out, and then they came out with the second trailer, which shows the Doomsday's in it. And just all expectations just dropped off and doomsday is this this creature you're referring to yes which looked just blatantly cgi yeah it didn't look good at all it looked terrible and that's that's a problem when it's just there's something in a movie that is so blatantly cgi it kind of takes you out of the experience yeah i think this is why star wars the force awakens is getting so much acclaim is because they went back to 
like real costumes for like aliens yeah. and stuff. And that's what made Star Wars great in the first place was it, they like created the sets and they created this world that mm-hmm. you felt like you were in it. And actually bringing up The Force Awakens, there were two blatantly CGI characters and those were the ones that got criticism. And they just they didn't even necessarily look like super terrible, but it just looked like they didn't fit in, exactly. which was the main problem. Yeah. And the main bad guy, not Kylo Ren, but Supreme Leader Snoke, the big hologram, mm-hmm. was blatantly CGI. Blatantly. Like he looked pretty crappy in my opinion. I was very disappointed yeah. with that. Um, the other one was Maz Kanata, which I don't think looked nearly as bad. I'm not so much upset with the CGI. Yeah. I'm more upset with like they made they could have made a really cool creature and they made her like a shriveled up like apricot looking thing. <laughs> you know? Yes, so. I totally agree. Like you have a whole castle or club, whatever you want to call it, full of people in actual costumes. Yeah. And then this main character Who's CGI? From this castle. You just make doesn't it CGI. fit in. Yeah. And so it doesn't fit in. Yeah. As you said. If there was any gripe with The Force Awakens on my part, it'd probably be the, the CGI. Yeah. Doesn't and quite so, hold up. Going back to Batman vs. Superman, yeah, there's just a, this huge CGI character, which it's like, oh, we've seen so much of this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm I've gonna never see been a too. huge Superman guy or even a Wonder Woman kind, kind of guy. Yeah. I, I was never into comics growing up. But. I want to see it. I want to see how Ben Affleck does as Batman, Mm -hmm. which at first I was like, "Uh, are you kidding me? Really? He might actually be a really good Batman. But yeah, he kind of has that millionaire swagger type of thing. I think he could be pretty happy with what I've seen from the trailers. Yeah. Um, it seems like we've kind of gotten oversaturated with trailers for this movie. Yeah, we have been so too many, too many. So, um, I was talking about this with my brother and my one friend today because the new one that came out, was it was very Batman heavy, not as much focused on Superman, and they showed a little bit of Wonder Woman in it, but we we kind of all agreed like if they would just take the Wonder Woman parts out of this newest trailer that came out, and then just left it how it was right there. Like if that's the only trailer they released leading up to this movie, it would have been perfect. That's all it needed. We'd be so we'd have no idea what's coming. Um, I'd be super interested. I would think it'd be awesome. Yeah. And, and there it's, would be this surprise element. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I would have no idea. In now, instead, I know that CGI Doomsday is coming and that um, Lex Luthor is basically an evil Mark Zuckerberg. And, <laughs> you know, there's. I'm hopeful that it ends up holding up, but I'm. I, it just doesn't feel to me like it's going to. Yeah. On the other hand, the movie from DC that I'm very excited to see is Suicide Squad. I totally agree with you. I cannot wait to see Suicide Squad. And maybe we'll kind of separate the good from the bad as far as Superman versus Batman goes. Yeah. Because Batman could be a strength in that movie. So you take Batman out of that movie and then I heard he might be in Suicide Squad. I'm pretty sure he's going to make an appearance. Ben Affleck, right? Yes. So Same world. So I can see that being probably the best superhero movie of the year. Just yeah, maybe a lot of people are saying Deadpool is one of the best so far. Yeah. So we shouldn't jump the gun though. We'll see how Superman versus Batman holds up. Yeah. Um, you're probably a lot more excited for that one than I am, but 
We'll we'll have to review that when it comes out. Absolutely. It comes out in March, doesn't it? Yes, it uh, comes out fairly soon here. So it's kind be... of a strange time for a movie release. Yeah, it was, think? especially a movie of that stature. You'd think that'd be a summer release, right? Well, like I believe, I believe the uh, the initial like set point for it to come out would have been last summer, and then for some reason it got pushed back to December and then it got pushed back again to March. Um, so a bunch of delays and everything like that. But yeah, it is a strange time because you'd think it'd either be a huge summer blockbuster or Christmas time. Cause that's yeah. when it seems like movies like that seem to uh, hit the theaters. Yeah. But. And speaking of Christmas time and speaking of star Wars, uh, star Wars episode eight pushed recently back. got pushed back from summer 2017 to Christmas 2017. Yeah, you know, I don't... Which is disappointing. It's half yeah. a year. It's half a year. Whatever. More. I mean, I, I'm not too upset by it. I can wait. You know, because usually, you know, back in early 2000s when we were waiting for the prequels to come out, it was a good three years before we got the next one. Yeah, I guess. So uh, I was excited initially when I saw, oh, we only have to wait like a year and a half. Yeah, so But that seems like not enough time to make a movie. Yeah. It... May it I mean, seem it really happens short. all the time, but yeah. um, I guess you want them to get it all right. You want them to take their time yeah. to some extent. It uh, it seemed reassuring, or it just seemed like so close that in like three months when it's summertime and we're graduating and stuff, Star Wars was going to be a year away. Yeah. And now that's not quite the case. Now it'll be another Christmas type thing. Right. Um... <laughs> Trying to think. Anything else we need to wrap up here before we go? I think that might we're be we're good. I think we're good. We covered a lot of things today. Yeah, how about that? How about that? I mean, we are the Powwow Podcast. We are. You're, you're number one source for pop culture, sports, and all things entertainment. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think that'll be us signing out then. So uh, catch us next week. We'll be reviewing Kanye's album. For sure. Um, Probably talking some NBA now that NFL's over. Yeah, uh, the All-Star Game's coming up, so there's something right there. Which is on Valentine's Day. It so is! Ooh. Both of us might not even be watching that. Probably not. <laughs> well, let's be honest, I never watched the, the All-Star Game that much anyways. I would always uh, try watch... and watch the dunk contest. Yeah, agreed. I always love that. Um, I'd, I'd probably watch maybe the first quarter. Because that's when they're throwing oops and that sort of fun stuff. But I can't watch that for more than one quarter. I'm I like like I want to see them yeah, actually try. The, the score is always like one seventy five to one eighty or yeah, something. And it's, it's no one plays defense, but it's entertaining. For it's a entertaining. While. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, NBA talk, Kanye album review, and I don't know more movie talk, more music talk. I'm sure. Whatever else. Whatever else pops up. So maybe stay tuned. eventually if we form some kind of following we'll start doing emails and people can ask us Ooh, stuff. that would be fun yeah maybe As of right now it would probably be like our moms asking <laughs> us stuff. probably when are you coming home <laughs> that, uh, that, that would be that would be the kind of questions we get yeah but yeah maybe maybe someday we can maybe that. that's what we're striving for so stay tuned <laughs> yeah uh anyways until then thank you whoever listened uh we do appreciate every listener we get And uh, we'll be back in a week. All right. Good night. Good night.